Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the Warren Radio Network on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And listen to our shows on warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you've heard us. We sure do appreciate that and your interaction always helps. And do not miss the following posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lights of Mercy in Perilous Times The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God and His redemptive power. Then through those He has redeemed as they become the lights of hope and the message of redemption to all they encounter. The night is far spent in America, a time when the deeds of people mirror those days of lawlessness spoken by the Apostle Paul. This is a time when we see that society is absurdly proud of being evil and prepossessed to do as they please. Ecclesiastes, mere reflecting man's choice. Bring scripture and practicality down to mainstream America. It is all true, also true that while these passages reflect what society faces and the God who is above all, there are always choices. America's sins of your sister Sodom reaches the pinnacle for this modern generation. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? And last but not least, America's second and final civil war. In Proverbs, we we read that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. It can be seen, especially in America, that through the years from the founding of the nations, the blessings afforded our great states. And don't miss a post on warn-usa.com. Breaking powers of darkness, the gospel advocacy brings former Warren radio episodes and makes them classic shows. In the last 20 years, we have seen a massive increase in persecution, hunting down and murdering, along with showing no mercy towards Christians of all denominations. And be sure to go to DanaGlennSmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we, where we feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, 
and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, doing pretty good. We've got uh, a nice fall day. It's beautiful. It is. The windows are open. It's nice. Uh, we had some wind. We thought it was blowing something in. We do have cold weather coming. I mean, as far as being at night, our nightly temperatures in our neck of the woods are really, really chilly. And at daytime, it can be 85, close to 90. It's w weird. <clears throat> but it's always been that way. Yeah, but I, I'm okay. Um, I hear we're supposed to get snow next Tuesday, which I'm not thrilled about. Somebody said 8 to 12 inches. Well, I got the garden in, so let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. No, no, no. No snow. Well, we don't want <clears throat> a lot of winter right now. We don't want winter till about... Uh, January, maybe. You know, maybe one week in March. <laughs> <laughs> but if we wait that long, you know what we'll get. We'll get truckloads. It'll well, be we like got, a biblical event if we wait that long to get snow. Well, last year it piled up five foot out here. Yeah, I remember. I've got the picture of me standing in it. <laughs> but at any rate... The garden is in, and now what we have to do is process the harvest. And uh, got to winterize a little bit and clean up a few things. We don't even have a, like my granddad had a, both of them had ranches. One a cattle ranch, the other a, a farm over, over uh, well, it's a couple hundred miles from here. Or no, hundred and something. Not too far from the river. And you can see the wind rivers from his... Uh, wind River Mountains? Well, you can see the Wind River Mountains, but the Wind River goes right by. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's where we used to go when we were out. You know, I was out with Grandpa and we were irrigating or something he'd say okay let's go on over the river and we'd go over there and I would fish and he would take a nap I was I was urged not to tell grandma <laughs> yeah so, well, she so was she, slaving away and yeah, you guys so were goofing think, off so she'll think well no she'll think we were busy yeah but uh, he did that just because the grandson was with him yep Pretty sure that's true. Well, that's the least he could do because I had, my teeth were black from all the gnats I had. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, man, they got in your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. <clears throat> just tens of million, just a black cloud of them. Didn't seem to bother Grandpa. Oh, well. You know, that old saying, a gnat is a hand, a gnat in a hand is worth two in the bush. Don't believe it. <laughs> I think you've got that first mixed up there, dear. I mean to tell you, I've never seen three gnats. That's because they were so thick you couldn't count them all. And they're small. God. I was wondering where all the birds were that were supposed to be eating these things. Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, well. They were dining somewhere else. Yeah. Well, we're in Isaiah 40. Okay, so tonight, Council of Isaiah arrives on target for Part 107 in Isaiah's prophetic book on tonight's battle lines. The sovereignty of the Lord, His might, counsel, and spirit moves among the nations at will. There is not one nation who can challenge him. And now, back to you, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is we are dealing with uh, some prophecies of Isaiah. And he's been um, prophesying about the fact of Judah going to go into uh, 
captivity in Judah. Now, by the time Jeremiah begins and does a lot of this stuff, he's actually the one, the one prophet that, you know, pretty much when we read it, we look at it, and you know, he spends a lot of time. They call him the weeping prophet. I, you know, I mean, you know why if you read it and study it, <laughs> because he he had a message that nobody uh, wanted to listen to. Nobody. I mean, you know, in today's culture in America, you know, <clears throat> everything, you know, you got to have mega pastors, mega churches, you're mega powerful, you're mega busy, you have all kinds of followers, you write books and make millions of dollars. Well, the prophets of God ain't like that. Anywhere. You go through the Old Testament, God took care of them, but I got news for you. To say there were multi-millionaires. Now Abraham was considered a prophet by God. And and Abraham was a rich man. But he got rich, you know. He didn't sell anything. He just, uh, well, he had animals and stuff. But uh, he was a very, very uh, stalwart, righteous individual. And uh, you can read his character when you read about him. You can see it. So, verse 12. <clears throat> Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? And in other words, this is talking about the creation of God. And the reason this is doing it is because we're we're going through a point where, you know, whenever you have things happen, you you have, and, and Paul addresses this, you know. Shall the thing formed <laughs> speak to he that formed him? And, and we do that in America, you know. I seen a post on our Instagram account and in our feed. And it was from Prager University, and, and they cover a lot of things. And and the first thing they had there, yes, men can have babies. <laughs> well, you got to understand Prager University and the way culture is in America. I mean, we literally have that issue in America. And to have Prager University do this to try to tell them what the truth really is. You can't tell them nothing because <laughs> of the way it is in America. You can't tell nobody nothing. So, you know, they <laughs> they don't pay attention to this fact that, you know, well, God made, you know, male, female. That's it. In the story. Well, I'm this and this. Well, good luck with that. You're only that and that until you meet before God and then he's going to tell you. And so what we're we're really looking at, you know, Judah is faced with the sovereignty of God, a God that has created all things. Man couldn't do this, and that's the whole illustration that Isaiah is bringing out. And and this is a technique, you know, utilized by the by the prophets and the apostles both. When you're talking, I mean, even preachers today'd be wise to do that. You know, who are you? To be questioning the Bible. But we question it all the time. Who are you to call God a liar? Well, we do it all the time. Who are you to say God doesn't exist? <laughs> I mean, you know, we even got, uh, you know, a famed doctor. I mean, everybody knows him. And we follow his protocol for um, uh, for foods and and various other things for repairing uh, the body and doing a lot of things like that. And he's always talking about where he comes from, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, you've got that beginning where even good people believe, well, you know, that's the way it is. You know, we were, you know, like the gorillas. 
<laughs> we were created from a little bit of mishmash. See, I don't believe that. I believe what it says in the Word of God. I don't argue that. I don't answer a fool according to his folly. But Isaiah here is just pointing out truth. And verse 14, we're continuing with this. With whom took he counsel? And who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed him, showed to him the way of understanding? Well, how do you think Moses found out anything? How do you think Abraham knew anything? Whatever they learned, they learned from the status quo. Moses <clears throat> had a run-in with God up in the mountain. He didn't know anything until God showed him a thing or two. And then he told he did tell Moses, he said, To Pharaoh, you will be as God, and Aaron will be as your prophet. When they approached uh, Pharaoh, he said, Who is the Lord that I should let Israel go? Well, he found out. So in America and the nations today, we have lots of technology, and they're saying, who is the Lord that we should obey? Who is the Lord that we should care whether or not, uh, you know, if we abort a baby, that's murder? Because we can do it. Our technology says so. It's just a blob of flesh. It's nobody. There's nothing in it until it gets born. This is the way society is, and it's not just America. The communists do it. Just about every nation on earth. You know, and, and when you look at it, you can see. When judgment comes, who is the Lord to put us through tribulation? Who is the Lord to make us stand before him in judgment? Who is the Lord? That's going to hold us accountable. And then you can say, well... Did you give him counsel? Did you teach him and instruct him? And teach him how to form the heavens? How to create everything out of nothing? Did you do that? Oh, sure, I did that. No, you're a lion sack of manure. What have you done? You've studied books. Men who were taught by men taught you. Even if you have a Ph.D., you were taught by other men who were taught by other men who were taught by other men. And somewhere along that chain, some of those men could have been taught wrong and they'd never known the difference. So there's some time that you have to understand that God is omniscient, all-knowing. He has all fullness, all knowledge, all power within himself. He always existed, always has existed, never has there been a point when he did not exist? Tower and I used to talk about this a lot, you know. Before God. There wasn't a before God. I mean, it's like there's a room, and in the middle of the room there's one light. You flip on a switch and suddenly there's light. Well, see, we did that because we know about electricity, but God, in the form and void, there was nothing, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of this darkness, on the face of the deep. And God called light, and suddenly there was light. That's who you're dealing with. And see, the issue here is, when you get sin into judgment, I mean, you are... The one whom God has named up for. It was the God of Israel. And there's two houses. One had already been sent into captivity and Judah would be the next one. We discussed the fact that God delivered Judah from Assyria. And that was really an object lesson for them. They didn't pay attention because they ended up being sold into captivity. So Isaiah has told them everything that's going to happen, and now he's telling them the one who did it. That Israel has to realize what God is doing. And I've always said and continue to say that when we talk about judgment, 
even if you go into captivity, the judgment is redemptive. Now, there's another part to that uh, that judgment. It's also a harsh judgment upon those who will not listen. The wicked, who did wickedly and refused God, and did evil in his sight, and when judgment comes, they disappear, they die. But see, the same God that had delivered them originally from Egypt, who had guided them all the way through, who raised up David, Solomon, who judged Solomon's kingdom because of his departure from the Lord, and that's how we got two houses. Who judged the northern tribes who did so uh, so much abomination they were carried away by the Assyrians. We talked about that. Now Judah is warned. And they have to know that this God expects something. Even today. Now see, we think that today we don't have to pay attention. That everything we do is okay. That the Old Testament is gone and it's all over with and now we're in a new thing here and the Jews are in their land but yet they don't have a temple and they're not doing everything the way they used to. Things are different. I mean, to show you what's happening on the earth today. You know, Joe Biden, of course, pulled out of Afghanistan and left the Bagram Air Base, which China immediately took over, and left the Taliban with 80, I think it's $80 billion or million dollars, I think it's a billion, worth of equipment, some of the top equipment that we have. And Bagram is one of the top communications, intelligence bases that America has ever built. And Joe Biden just walked away from it. So China has it now. Well, the word now has come out of the Middle East that the Muslims, major Muslim groups, ISIS and others, believe that this signals the time of the Messiah and the Mahdi, which means that the body is getting ready to take over the earth because America has been so diminished. They see this as prophecy being fulfilled. Meanwhile, you look at Christians, and Mr. American Evangelist over there is sitting with a bank account, four to five million in a large house, and on TV he's like a movie star, sells all kinds of books, he has tons of people that listen to him, but he doesn't teach on the end of days. He doesn't war. He's not a pre, uh, holiness preacher. See, the America that we have today is likened to Judah when she was fallen away. This country here is in a load of trouble and facing judgment. And so while we're so caught up, divided in this country, falling away from the Lord, we have our Bibles, we have our churches, we have our seminaries, we have everything. We have had more preachers, more teachers, more everything than any other nation on the face of this earth. Billy Graham preached all over this country. David Wilkerson, Jerry Falwell, and many others. Franklin Graham is doing it now. And we're still falling away from the Lord. I've seen where... Prager University actually said today that, you know, the more anti-Christian America gets, the more they, or the less they value their freedom. In other words, they want to be communists and socialists, and they don't realize that that'll limit their freedoms at all. If they knew that, they wouldn't be doing that. So everything is set 
even for America right now, for major judgment and trouble. America doesn't recognize who the Lord God is. They don't know who the God of the Christians is. They don't know how powerful, knowing. They don't know anything. We have every kind of religion under the earth. We have every kind of idea. We have our technology. We have our knowledge. We, can, we don't need God. And this, is, this kind of thing is exactly what Isaiah is bringing a message to Judah. You're being sent into captivity because of what you did. You refused to repent. You ignored those God sent to warn you. You wouldn't say anything to God like, forgive me, I'm not going to do it. I repent. Verse 15 says, Behold, the nations are as a drop of bucket, and counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. Now, see, we're going to see this verse again. <clears throat> In a matter of speaking, I should say. Behold, the nations are as a drop of the bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very small thing. Isaiah 40, 20 through 23. He that bringeth the princes to nothing, he maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Now, you see, the thing of it is, I mean, a judge in America, they've got power. If you're a federal judge, you've got a lot of power. Recently, the Texas abortion thing that was overthrown and the Supreme Court refused to hear it. Everybody got mad because now all of a sudden in Texas they couldn't have abortions because it was changed. Well, then the people who were doing that challenged the law, even though it was thrown out by the Supreme Court, and it went before an Obama judge, and he threw it out. He stopped what they were doing. And so they rejoiced. So now it's going to head to the Supreme Court. See, this is what happens in, in America. We have a bunch of judges. Now the judges themselves, when, when Trump was in and we started electing a bunch of judges, they would say, no, we're, we're not Trump judges and there's not Obama judges. We're just judges. But that's not the truth. They're very political today. And we know they're political. They were political in the time of Israel. One thing you can see is uh, even the Lord uh, gave a parable about the unjust judge. And when you get back in the Old Testament, the, the Tanakh, you find that the judges in Israel were not fair. Israel knew about these judges. And the political uh, power structure was corrupted. The church was corrupted there. The, you know, the priests, the prophets... They were corrupted. So make no mistake about it. As much as we are ahead and we've got technology and we're in a different time and we're in the time also of grace, Yahshua has come. There's not that much of a difference between us and Israel. They had their technology, it just wasn't advanced at ours. But see, technology without God makes you a pagan and an idolater. And that's what we have in America with all of our nice little trinkets. We're pagans, idolaters, who will love any God. But see, this puts the onus on the nations. You who think you're something, you who rule the nations, you who have everything And you flaunt it. Your armies are strong. Your borders are strong. Of course, that's not America. <laughs> Thanks to Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, that's the way it is. Sin is the issue. In America, it's an issue. In Israel, 
It's an issue today among the nations, and it's an issue with God. He sent his son to take care of that issue. You don't take care of that. If you don't seek the Messiah, Yahshua, if you don't repent of your sins, that sin isn't taken care of. So you have the nations as a little bitty drop in a bucket. Now see, I know what a bucket is. I worked on a farm. And we had the regular galvanized buckets. And even in the wintertime, you had to grab water do things with that bucket. And you'd use it to grab grain as well because you'd have different, different buckets. Now you take that bucket into the grain bin, dip it down, and pull it out and take a look at it. Then dump it out and grab one little grain and put it in that bucket. I got news for you. You got a lot of room left. And God's looking down and he sent his son to die for his sins. He's been dealing with Israel. He sent the prophets. They wouldn't listen. Now Isaiah is prophesying. Hopefully somewhere even with the prophecy that they would repent. Because Jeremiah even lists the covenant of nations. What God deal, How he deals with the nations. It's in there. I've written on it. I've studied it. I've talked about it. Jeremiah is the one that puts it in there because <clears throat> he had to deal with a backslidden Judah. Then they go on to Lebanon, verse 16, in Lebanon. And we hear a lot when you, when you go through these about the cedars of Lebanon. Lebanon, you know, Beirut in being in Lebanon. At one time, and I mean this was quite a while ago, it used to be the jewel, practically, of the Middle East. But a lot of things happened, and, you know, there was a lot of Christians there, there was Muslims there, they got along. No more. And the jewel is long gone. But you see that in Isaiah and in the Old Testament when they talk about Lebanon. It's not sufficient to burn for the purpose of consuming the sacrifice, that is. Nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. <clears throat> so if you had all the beasts of the forest, that would not be sufficient as an offering to show forth the glory of the Lord. Matter of fact, Isaiah goes ahead with this. And he in his book records the fact that God was sick of their feasts and their holy days. Number one, their heart wasn't there. Number two, they didn't keep them right. Number three, it didn't do any good because they went out and lived the way they were. Anyway, they served other gods. And they had defiled the very temple that they were supposed to keep clean before the Lord. See, you can have a beautiful building like we have here in America. And you can have it full of people. And you can have some guy that really knows how to give you the history. He's studied. He's been a seminarian. Came out as a Ph.D. And he can break it down for you every which way but loose. But if he hasn't the Spirit of God, if he hasn't been truly born again, then what he's given you is just a history lesson. The buildings and the gold and everything is not what God's looking for. He wasn't looking for just a bunch of feasts. He was looking for people to understand what he was doing and to seek him and obey him. And see, Lebanon is one of the, was at the time, one of the premier places. I mean, Solomon would get get the cedars of Lebanon. He would he went around to the other nations to get stuff for the temple when he was building it. So if you take one area that has 
virtually the world's best of everything and suddenly decided to get out and say, okay, God, we're going to honor you and we're going to burn all this stuff. We're going to give it to you. We're going to sacrifice it to you. But the true sacrifice of uh, God is a broken and a contrite heart. That's the sacrifice of God. So in verse 17, all nations before him are as nothing. They are counted as to him as less than nothing, vanity and vanity. See, when you take all the nations together and all the glory of all the kingdoms, every rich man that's ever been born, all the gold, all the silver, all the big houses, everything that you've done, you could pile it in the earth. And from one end of the earth to the other, it could be yours. And you could go from one thing to another. And you could do it year-round. You could travel in the fastest jets. You could own absolutely everything, do everything, have everything. Just absolutely have the most. It would all be vanity because it would all perish. Because you may not realize it, but the world that we are on is Babylon itself. Well, no, it's not. It's, you know, we know what Babylon is. Well, I got news for you. You're wrong. Because we're living in a place that you can see is, is right now today is filled with abominations and vileness. Everything that you find describing Mystery Babylon in Revelation 18 is in the world today in every nation. The world has become Mystery Babylon. And the harlot is entrenched and her ways are solidified. But God knew that that was happen because there's there's two harvests. Two harvests. The harvest of the righteous, the harvest of the wicked. And God was working in Israel to be the harvest of the righteous. He's still working in, in Israel. But you're not going to inherit this earth like it is. God is going to remake it. There's going to be a thousand year reign of Christ, yes. But in the end, when the when the city of God comes down and the Lord lives here with us, everything's going to be new. It's not going to be this thing which Satan rules. You see, the head of Mystery Babylon is not just this woman, but it's Satan himself. He is the beast. She was riding him, and that beast represents the devil. And he's in charge of everything. He's the one that wanted to take Israel aside. He's the one that wants them to go and be destroyed. He's the one that rejoices when God judges them. He's the one is dismayed when God brought them out of Babylon and brought them back into the land. He's the one that was upset when they ended up getting their land back in 48. He's the one that is rejoicing when every rocket falls on little Israel over there because he doesn't want the Jews to live and survive. But God has some things to do with Israel, just like he has things to do in the earth. And he's going to get them done. So who are you to look at the Lord? In your pompous ways, as you sit as a president, as you sit as a congressman, or as you sit as a millionaire like Soros does, who says he doesn't mind playing God. Well, I got news for you, Soros. There's a place that you're going to be, and you're not going to like it, and your money's not going to do you one bit of good, and you're not going to be alone because there's a lot going to join you. But you can repent. But see, there's a time that Tower and I both believe that it's too late. So to whom will you liken God? You're going to liken him to some gold image? You're going to liken him to, uh, say, Satan? Are you going to liken him to 
you know, a beautiful sunset? What are you going to do? Now, see, the idea is this, is that he is not a man that he should lie. That Israel, as they can go into captivity, they can trust God to be fair, to bring them out, and to make a way for them. Some of them would die in captivity. But that's no different than America going into captivity or America being judged for her sins because she wouldn't listen. And the same God that judges America will judge every nation. But this God is a fair God. He's a just God. Because he's not like you. He is above the nations. The nations are as a drop in the bucket. This God can judge the nation, can judge the world in righteousness, and it will be righteous. And the people can trust this God, just as it says of the Lord, whosoever shall trust in me or believe in me shall never be ashamed. Because Yahshua today is the Almighty. Revelation 1, he says that. So who are you going to liken God? What likeness are you going to compare to him? You know, Paul talks about some of this. And you can see, <laughs> you know, a lot of places you can't read Romans 1, but I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but at verse 18. For the wrath of, wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Now you can say that. Well, that's the New Testament. But I got news for you, folks. That particular verse is true even in the Old Testament. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his external power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That sounds like modern day, because now we have technology. Now we're wise, ever learning, Paul says, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You better thank God that we don't have a true prophet here today that can call fire down, because there wouldn't be very much left. I I thank God I, I can't. <laughs> don't call fire down. I know where I'd start if God gave him. Okay. Watchman, go out there. I give you the power. This is what I want you to do with it. He's not going to tell me to go cook hot dogs and steaks, I can tell you. When Elijah did that, well, <coughs> to suffice it to say, that's where the phrase came from, fear God and the prophets. <laughs> yeah, do we fear the preachers? Not likely, unless you're afraid they're going to molest you. Well, you may say that's not nice. Well, I got news for you. Did you have you read the latest news of over in France about all the molestation that went on there? Have you read about a lot of these young popular pastors that are getting caught up in homosexuality? Or these singers, popular Christian singers who were caught up? either in homosexuality or they no longer believe in Christian Christianity. That's what money and wealth and power. See, in America we think ourselves wise, but in fact we're fools. Now see here, he says, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image make, made unto like corruptible man to birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. See, that was their technology then. See, they could carve out an image out of a tree, and then they would, of course, use that 
and they would put gold or silver around it, and they would get a silversmith and make their own gold, or their own image, who changed the truth of God into lie and worship and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forevermore. See, in verse 19 of that, Isaiah says, The workman melteth a graven image. The goldsmith spreaded it over with gold and cast silver chains. He that is so impoverished as he that has no oblation chooses a tree that will not rot. And he seeks unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Now see, the rich people used the gold and the silver and did it right. Now if you were poor, all you could do is take a tree. Now that's where the Astaroth and other things where they'd use trees. But see, we don't need to use a tree because we got technology. We can go to the moon. We've been to the moon. We want to go to Mars. We have billionaires now who are making rocket ships to go out. Even Shatner is taking it. I think it was this week he was supposed to go into space. See, because we can do everything today. There's one thing we can't do. Stop from being divided. We can't stop doing the sins we do. And we seem to have a problem stopping from killing babies and abortion. We have a trouble with our young people believing that there's more than just a male and a female as a sex. And yet they will swear up and down. Science proves it. God made a mistake. Well, yeah. Have you not known, have you not heard? This is verse 21 of chapter 40. Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth, literally here, meaning the sitter, in the arch or the vault of the heavens upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. God is already exalted. He sees you. Kind of like the way I see a bunch of these ants running around in my yard all the time. I stop them in one place and they crop up somewhere else. You can't tell them. You can't talk to them. They're just down there. But see, this is a God on... You know, we want to put him in a little glass, a little jar. We want to keep him in our in our churches and create our theology around him and said, well, this is what, this is God. We've got him figured out. And that's where you have some of these preachers that come out and say things that are an abomination with God and say, well, no, that's not unclean. That's fine. Okay, whatever. You see, the society we're in today is foolish. It's rich. In many cases, it's in need of nothing. many cases, they're bored to death. And now, of course, they've got their smartphones. And they've got their internet connection. They've got tablets. I mean, I even use the technology. I'm a techie. But the difference between me and many of them is I hate technology. I hate what it's done. The Internet, I can't stand. Social media is corrupted. Social media and the Internet have done more to ruin our youth than any other device that's ever come before mankind. And it's come here at a perfect time to welcome in the beast, which will use it to put the world in bondage. Because, see, to the devil, this is his world. He knows how to get man. He knows how to tempt him. And he knows those that aren't going to be tempted. He won't bother with them. Unless he sees that they're weak. Unless they're going through a hard place. Then he'll attack them. 
So God is so exalted, he looks down from this elevated part on the edge of the earth. And they all appear as grasshoppers or locusts. And spread all over the earth. And they're busy and agitated. They're moving around. They're impatient. And just like locusts, they spread over the circle of the earth as a cloud. Albert Barnes. I just summed up what Albert Barnes was talking about in this particular verse. Now see, Isaiah is going through all this comparison to tell Israel that this particular judgment that's coming upon them when they get sent to Babylon will be horrific. All you have to do is read Lamentations. All you have to do is read Jeremiah. Get in the Word and you can find it. There's nothing fun about it. People died. The temple was destroyed. The whole system was destroyed. And for one generation, 70 years, they were in Babylon. Now see, being in Babylon and being released doesn't do any good if you're dead. So you're going to have subsequent Jews who managed to survive and was raised in the Babylon kingdom, and some of them picked up the habits of Babylon, and the number system and a number of other things made it, I mean, the Jews adapted that and kept it when they came back. They had to be retaught the law. That's a tough judgment. But see, God is above. Just like when Abraham got his dark vision, God says, there's a time your people are going to go through, your descendants are going to go through a time of bondage. But they will be delivered. Isaiah said, there's a time that there's, Judah's going to go into bondage and it's going to be dark. But God will deliver you. There's a time, nations, that things are going to go dark in this world. And God's going to hold you accountable. And he is going to judge the wicked. And he'll have mercy on the righteous. But he's a big God. One that you can trust. And he will deliver you. But for the wicked they shall die. And in covering Isaiah, one of the first things he says, we can go clear back to the beginning of this study. Tell the, tell the righteous it shall be well with him, and tell the wicked it shall be ill with them, for they shall receive the fruit of their doing. Revelation 22, and I put this every time I make a comment or write things on any social media. Revelation 22. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And then you can read the rest of that. That's just some of the things you recognize so you know which verse. See, this is to tell them. And see... The people are going to be reading this all the way up to there. And when, when Jeremiah is warning them, the chief priests at the time and the king, they didn't like Jeremiah. They didn't want to listen to him. But all they had to do was read what Isaiah has said. They should have known better. They could have approached God because Jeremiah tells them 
in his covenant with nations that there's a way that God will listen. But they didn't bother with it. And so with this, we're going to leave off at verse 23. So whenever you look out there and you see that everything is a mess and there's absolutely no hope, remember God is above. No matter what happens in this country or in this world, there is a God that is in charge. Not the devil. <laughs> he thinks he's in charge. But guess what? Even as we call him the Antichrist or the Beast, the son of perdition, he will only be able to do what he does by the discretion and the guidance of God, allowing him to do certain things. Wickedness is only going to go on for so long. He has given you grace. And when he calls thee into that, that's it. Father, thank you for this word. Bless your people when they hear it, Lord God. And have mercy on them. Let them know of your love and your mercy. Give them guidance and may they truly repent and seek your face in these perilous times we live in. For God is calling everybody right now. But he's going to leave it up to them. If you want to be wicked, be wicked. If you want to be righteous, you can be righteous. You need the Lord. Come to him. In Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Amen. Yeah, I hope that people are listening and and will draw to the Lord. It's Today is a day of salvation. It's never more important than today. Don't put it off. Yeah, today is the day of salvation. That's right. Unfortunately, there's people that have been putting it off. And they're going to continue to put it off, some of them. But folks, I, you know, Tower and I both know because the results are in. There are Muslims and Hindus... Taliban, they're coming to the Lord. Right now, there is a harvest in the earth. Amen. Thank Chinese, you, Lord. Chinese, North Korea, this gospel shall be preached in all the world for witness, and then the end shall come. Christ is calling everybody right now. So pay attention. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We hope the best for you. We pray for you. May God richly bless you in all that you do for him. Good night. Don't forget to go by warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, share them on your social media. If you hear us on Spreaker or any of the other ones that we're on, be sure to leave a comment. And, uh, a thumbs up on these things. and We do have a Spreaker uh, that puts our programs on our YouTube channel. I don't really pay attention to YouTube but uh, as far as being on it because they can't be trusted. But at any rate, they're up there because of Spreaker. So at any rate, check these things out. Look to the Lord. And in this daily grind that's happening in America, if you're an American... You need to seek the Lord and look to him because there's going to be a lot of things trying to take your attention away. And if you're not properly focused on him, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Look to the Lord as you have never looked to him before 
And don't allow the news and the media and the social places you go to define your faith or how you feel. You can have a good day, you can have peace, and you can have joy. Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.